Welcome to Aya Podcast. This is your host, Davina. And your co-host, Sophie. Today we're going to be talking about Lunar New Year. It is definitely the season around the corner now, and it is the year of the ox. Uh, so very quick, I do want to give you guys a Cantonese uh, Chinese New Year greeting. Uh, I typically do this when I visit home with my grandparents. I did lose part of my language um, since moving to Texas, so I apologize in advance if my pronunciation sounds a bit wrong. I'm sorry. Okay, so I want to wish everyone Sun Lin Fai Lok, Gong Hei Fat Choi Hong Mai Sun Tai Kin Hong, which means the first part means Happy New Year. The second part means wishing you wealth and prosperity. And the third part means wishing you good health. Do you remember how to say? No, I do not. New Year? Not at all. I do not at all. Oh. I did not. Um, unfortunately for me, I did not grow up with specifically learning how to say uh, the phrases in Vietnamese because... I don't actually have no idea why, because, but just growing up for us, we enjoyed Lunar New Year. It was close to around my birthday since Lunar New Year falls in February. So it's close to my birthday and we celebrate it together in a way. So for us, when we do Lunar New Year, yes, the food and going out and experiencing everything is a lot of fun, but like any specifics or any Vietnamese traditions, we don't, re we haven't really done done. We do. Uh, the red envelopes and having, you know, food and celebrating with family and such. But other than that, like, we don't, there wasn't any specific traditions that we really follow. A lot of times when we did Lunar New Year, we would always go out to, you know, one of the Asian markets or the Asian malls that host the events and they carry on throughout the month kind of thing. So then we'll go to, like, every yeah. one or we enjoy it that way. So, yeah. So, sadly, unfortunately for me, I never really had the full experience of Lunar New Year, but I do know about it, and I do enjoy it, and I love eating all the food available. <laughs> you know, it's funny because now you mentioned red envelopes. I know there's a saying for, um, give me my red envelopes, please. And I can't really remember. I think it's like, Hong Bao Dai Lao. Um, I can't really remember. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's wrong, but I remember always as a kid, and you're just like, okay, I said my greetings. Can I have my home bows now? And it, my red envelopes now, because it's just exactly. like the kids, like when, once you get older, it's like it's always about the red envelopes, because especially your college student, because when you're a broke mm -hmm. college student, you're just like, all right, I need that money. <laughs> like, <laughs> I or mean, I parents, love you. Or you have parents who trick you that they'll give you the red envelope and you open it. Oh up my god! Like, oh yay, you yes. got the money, and then they're like, "Oh, let us hold it onto it for you," and then you never yes. get money. It's like birthday money all over again and Christmas money. You know, that's what happens when you're like, "Well, really young, okay," but yeah. <laughs> Okay, so, okay, I don't know about you. With my family, um, we give, like, I know it differs from family to family, but within my family, the way that the red envelope works is that you still receive red envelopes up until you get married. And when you're married, you have a grace period of a year unless you have a child. If you had a child that was born before, like, even a day before Chinese New Year, 
you're stuck with one set of envelope, red envelopes within the family versus um, like whoever's marrying into my family versus uh, the girlfriend or boyfriend getting a set and then the person that's in the family getting a set. They only get one. So uh, I know there are some out there. I know we have a friend out there where um, she's she's not uh, Chinese, but she's Korean. And the way that their family cel celebrates Chinese New Year and the way how they handle red envelopes is um, when you work, you start giving out red envelopes. Dude, if I had to do that, I'll be so broke during Chinese New Year if I had to do that with my family. Oh, my gosh. But right. to be fair, I actually do give out red envelopes to my grandparents, my great-grandma, and my mom. Oh, that's different. Because it's, like, it's more like a thanks to them for supporting me. But, of course, like, I get that money back anyways because my grandparents give us money. When my cousin comes over, like, the night before Chinese New Year or the week before Chinese New Year, and we have family dinner and we normally eat vegetarian, um, which is Thai food um when we the family gets together the night before we pretty much put all the money in the envelopes for my grandparents and when that happens my grandparents gives us the first set of red envelopes and then we get another set the next day or whenever the family gathering is and typically it follows by like oh if you go to school whatnot um one of the sayings I remember going, <laughs> growing up I, that they always said to me is, that's pretty much like um, when you go to school, be smart at school or something like that. I'm so like direct translations I'm not very good at, but that was the biggest thing is like being a good student, like wishing you well in school, doing well in school and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the first set of envelopes always came from my grandparents, and that's because we also have to put like so much money in red envelopes. I think we do about two to three hundred red envelopes because we give it out in sets of two. Like if you're married, it's always and you're handing out the red envelopes, it's always a set of two. If you're divorced, is one. That's really interesting because when we do mm -hmm. it, see, that's the thing is I don't even know what the rules are. When it comes to um, red envelopes, I just know that growing up, it was always um, the elders or olders um, will hand red envelopes to everyone who's younger. So growing up, of course, we would receive red envelopes from, you know, my parents and my aunts and uncles and, of course, my grandparents. Uh, I, you know, and of course, this is different from the, the random times your grandparents would just sneak money into your hand. Has that ever happened yeah. to you or like your grandparents would always just like walk by or, you know, when you're visiting and you're about to leave, they just like hand you some money, like sneak it in your hand? My and grandpa, when I didn't have a job and I would go back to visit um, to New York, my grandpa would sneak money to me. And um, my great grandmother that passed years ago, she would do that, too. She would always sneak money in her hand and she's just like, go get yourself some food to eat. Yeah. See, my grandparents started when we were like seven. And we don't understand, really? like, <laughs> we don't understand, you know, at, at a younger age, we didn't understand the concept of money. So obviously, every time they try to slip it to us, we always go to our parents and it's like, so grandma just gave me this. What do I do? Oh, <laughs> I did not do that. <laughs> I went out and I got ice cream. I got, um, no, what it, because, you know, they always tell us like, oh, don't, 
don't accept things if you don't know what it is kind of deal. Not saying we didn't know that it was money. It was just that we didn't know what to do with it uh, as kids. And it was just so funny. Well, and because my parents would always tell me how much my grandparents were struggling because the house that my grandparents uh, lived in at the time was actually owned by one of my other relatives. So everyone else was like paying into it and they were living off of social security kind of stuff like that. So they weren't like in the greatest, greatest place. So that's why anytime they try to give money out, everybody, even including my aunts and uncles will always yell at them saying like, stop giving money away. You know, you're not in a good financial spot to do that. But you know, they're grandparents and they have like 50 grandkids. So like they have to, (laughs) they're like, you know, it's like, yeah. It's like a like an achievement unlock like when you get older. Like when you become like a grandparent, that that's one of the things well, that you do as grandparents. And I, also, and I think it's yeah. really cute. Um Yeah, and I also feel like they're just like, Well, um like my grandkids are growing up and it's like I'm not gonna be here forever. Right? So they're trying to do what they can when they're in the moment. When they're still alive and share time and of course the ultimate thing you can do is just spend time and that's what they're would appreciate the most right and exactly. i feel like a lot of kids nowadays and it's i can't really say kids because it's like we're at that age group where it's like we're almost about to hit our 30s in a couple years and i feel old just thinking about that just now damn um but seeing the younger generation and the way they act it, it really does fall on how you were raised in the environment that you were raised in because i'm starting to notice i'm seeing the lack of respect to the older generation and it's sad because the way I think about it, it's like my grandma does a lot for Chinese New Year. She does all like the baking, the dumplings, the cakes and stuff like that. And she hands it all out to all the other family members. And it's like someday when my grandma, my grandma's not here anymore, no one else knows the recipe. And even if I try to learn it, they don't use the measuring system. They use like, oh, this looks like enough. They just use a hand and I'm just like, I can't work that way. Like I'm trying to learn it over FaceTime, but it's, dude, it is so hard. And it's like, at the same time, it's just like, we're also so focused on our career where we're not paying attention to the older generation either. It's like, we want to, the way that we show our attention is like, okay, here's some money. Like go and get some, um, go have some dim sum or something, right? And we're not spending that quality time with them. And I think that's what is hard to learn in a way. Not learn, but adapt. It's but, very, it, it, it is. But yeah, but <laughs> we definitely got off track. But going back to Lunar New Year, um, I will say I'm kind of upset this year because uh, for the last 10-ish years, I've made it out to New York to spend time with my family. And it's hard because I do have a big family up in New York that I enjoy going back there in Chinese New Year besides secretly because of the red envelopes, but not really because also family time. I have a very big family in New York. (laughs) And besides like weddings, like flying back for weddings and seeing everyone, Chinese New Year is the best time to go, uh, especially because Chinese New Year is actually spent uh, over at my grandparents' house because my great-grandma from my grandpa's side is still alive. 
So everyone comes over to my grandparents' house and we would have the Chinese New Year feast there. We stuff about 77 people in my grandparents' house. And I don't even know how big the house is. I want to say it's less than like 1,600 square feet. What? Was it was it a house that was in New York City, in the city area? Yeah. Because then it must be really small. Oh, no, 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 no. It's in, it's in Brooklyn. Oh, but, okay. Um, yeah, we have like first and second floor. And then growing up, I remember I always sat on the staircase because that's where all the kids were. Because uh, all the adults were hanging out in the living room, ch chatting and stuff like that. And my family has a very long life. So none of the aunts and uncles have made it downstairs yet. Oh, my gosh. Everyone is still on the steps with the kids. <laughs> and it's funny because one of the things, like, um, in the past couple of years, I noticed is that some of my aunts and uncles would play Mahjong upstairs in my mom's room. So I have a video of last year where they were playing Mahjong in my mom's room. And it's just, it's fun. It's fun to have a one-in-one house, seeing everyone at the same time and spending time with family. It's upsetting to know that I won't be able to experience that this year. Because uh, Chinese New Year is coming in yeah, about... Yeah, and it's a it's a really big yeah. deal in like the Asian community and the Chinese community. It's such um, a big celebration because even overseas, I believe in Asia, uh, and a lot of countries in Asia actually that's like their quote unquote winter break. Since you know most people or most of Asia doesn't really celebrate Christmas. Christmas, like they'll have a winter break, yeah. but their winter break is actually more revolved around Lunar New Year. And I think that that was really cool because um. I know my mom was telling me stories about when she was growing up in Vietnam, that that was the bigger holiday. And that was something that everyone looked forward to and how much of a big deal it was. You know, everyone's dressed up. Everyone has, you know, the beautiful colors, red symbolizing uh, good luck and gold bringing in the new year. So, yeah. And I think it's such a cool thing. And of course, unfortunately, here in the States, unless you're living close to an Asian community or uh or in a city that has a higher Asian population, you're not going to be able to see it in its full glory, which is, which makes me a little sad because growing up in Texas, that was something that was a little difficult for us to find. Yes, there were like, churches and um, uh, different Asian marts that will host stuff, but it's not, you know, it, it's not like the full experience. And of course, unfortunately, here in the States, Lunar New Year falls around, or Lunar New Year is during the school year, so unfortunately, so okay, offer it or, or fun without, fact without um, repercussions. Not gonna lie, fun fact. So um, recently, in the past couple, I want to say in the last five years, they actually New York City actually made Chinese New Year a holiday for the students up there, which makes me so excited because growing up, of course, I didn't have that, and it's just it's changed, right? And it gets me so excited to finally be recognized as part of a community in a city because growing up with me the only day that i got away with not going to school was chinese new year and because it's like my grandparents would give me a choice like hey do you want to go to school of course they want me to go to school and i'm just like yeah no i'm not feeling it so chinese new year was probably one of those yeah. days where I was just like i don't want to go to school davina one of these years i need to take you up to new york with me so you can experience Chinese New Year in New York because it's so different from Texas. Like I seen what Texas can put out and it's just sad compared to what I grew up with. 
we do make a big deal for Chinese New Year in New York because the Chinese population is really big in New York. It's amazing, and I love it. And my cousin uh, cousins were they do the lying dancing, and it gets so hyped up. It's just it's amazing because it's so amazing to see a group of people, and it's not just Asian people that's out there. You see all the it's so diverse when people come out and they view the Chinese parades because depending on the um, the zodiac animal of the year. They would have. I remember there was a pig race for one year, one of the years out in Chinatown, and it was just so fun to see everyone get together and enjoy. And there's like no hate, and people are just gathering for the joy and entertainment, and the poppers going off and the confetti going everywhere. It's just, it's amazing. That would be really, really cool to see. It's oh my gosh! It makes me very. Very, very sad right now that I won't be able to experience Chinese New Year with my family this year. But it makes me cherish、um, the time that I had the chance to spend it with them the previous years too. Everything is just so crazy this year, and it is what it is. And just remembering like the family time is, I think, ideally what not ideally, but the family time is the most important part of Chinese New Year. And just seeing everyone gather, and it's so funny because I'm looking at some of the kids that was born when I was in New York, when I was still living up in New York, and I'm looking at them, and I'm just like, they're taller than me now. I'm just like, I used to change your diaper, kid. I don't need your attitude. It, it's bad to say, but it's so true at the same time, right? No, but okay, but I will say. Family tradition-wise, of course, we gather every year at, over at my grandparents' house, and、uh, one of the biggest things is, of course, like you said, in Chinese New Year, we wear、um, the color red. I feel like that has modernized over the years, because I do have our family has been more lenient. But I will say one of the biggest things that we do end up doing is that what you wear to Chinese New Year is.、Um, Like your clothes, your pants, and even your underwear sometimes have to be all new items, and you have to buy it before Chinese New Year, because when you buy it, so okay, so fun fact, I don't know if anyone else、um, go by this, but the day of Chinese New Year, up until a month later, you cannot buy new shoes. Because I、okay. think I'm、I've、trying to remember. I've heard of that before. I don't remember the reasoning, but I've heard of that. So, if I remember correctly, the reasoning is because if you buy new shoes, it means that your money for this year is walking out the door. Isn't that, that isn't that crazy? Right, I think. And、um, it, and I think it's really funny. I love all of these superstitions that they have. Even like even on when people celebrate New Year's too, they have similar stuff like that too.、Um, Apparently, things like don't don't fold laundry on the first day or whatever, and I was like, that's really odd. But yeah, so, no, but it's so weird because it's like even、um, so on on New Year's Day, it's like we can't we can't eat certain foods.、Um, like when we wake up in the morning, we have to eat something sweet because you want to start off the New Year sweet. And then one of the biggest thing is that once it hits twelve the night before, so it's like twelve a.m. on New Year's Day, your hair better be dry, because we can't wash our hair for I think about a week, 
And then it's like you can't say any curse words or any unlucky words. Um, you can't sweep. So you can't vacuum or sweep because then that's like taking your wealth away or something. It's like throwing your wealth away or sweeping away your wealth or something like that. And then it's like you can't wash your clothes because it's like you're washing all the good luck away. It's like so many things and it's so funny. It's not funny, but it's just like it, it's just crazy. Right, because there's the stuff that you don't think about, and um, you don't want to. Uh, one of the biggest things that I remember is that you can't lend money or borrow money from anyone, because that huh. leads to um, you being in debt. I mean, and, that is also just true in general. Yeah, well, yeah, there's that, and then it's like you can't visit hospitals because that will bring uh, Ill- illness to the family or something like that. But it's just. And it's funny because I'm actually reading some right now. And uh, it's true because I remember all these. You can't break any dishes because it brings bad luck. You can't cry because it also brings bad luck. A lot of and then it's like bad luck, doesn't it? And then when you receive money, it's always even. It's never odd. Oh, that makes sense. Because that's why it's like, even though my grandparents would be, say, giving $5 out, because they're always in pairs, it's always $10. And if my mom would say, which, if she was giving out um, money, hers would be $10 bills in the red envelopes. It can't be fives. And then also, when you put money in an envelope, you can't just put a dollar. It has to be $2. It always has to be even. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, so um, it, it's true because I remember all this growing up. This time last year, I just remember because Chinese New Year fell on the day, like on the celebration that we're having with my family. Kobe's death was that very same day. Oh, and I remember looking at my phone and I was just like, that's not real. That's not real. And all my aunts and uncles around me, they're just like, we couldn't say the word death in the house because we're just like... And I just remember, like, we couldn't say anything or mention anything to just say the word death in general in the household when we were gathering a family. Because we're just like, okay, we need to put this away and we need to take a look at it later. Because it was just, it was so crazy and so sad at the same time. But we couldn't, in my family, we couldn't really express anything. So that was, that was upsetting but at the same time it was also like for us a lot of asian people looked up to especially in new york because we're huge like nba fans up there i feel like more so than um football fans that it was kind of hard to process yeah that was a tough time Mm -hmm. but no i was just like i don't know do you uh did you go through any of that stuff Growing up, like any like um, any like superstitions and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. For Chinese no, New Year, guys... yeah, nothing specifically for Lunar New Year's for Chinese New Year. I have, if I recall any of, I don't actually can't even recall any of it. Um, like I said again, I, we didn't really do much. What I what I do remember though was that one of my birthdays, because I believe my birthday fell on the same day as Lunar New Year's that year, so I decided to have a Lunar New Year themed birthday party. Which was a lot of fun. So obviously, um, uh, what was it called? Having certain dishes available for my friends and then uh, giving them different candied, like Asian candied treats and stuff. And I think it's really funny just because a lot of them were like, what is all this? You know, 
but it was still a lot of fun to do. What we did, again, I don't think this is an actual tradition. I think this is just something that we made up on the fly. <laughs> but uh, my dad would always put out a money tree. So we would always set up uh, a tree oh, in the yeah. house. And we hang um, the red packets, the red envelopes, the red envelopes yep. all over it. But during my birthday, the quote-unquote um, gift bag uh, that kids will go home with is one of the red envelopes. He makes it, and then my dad makes it even more fun, or at least more high stakes, by putting different values of money in each pack. So oh my gosh. one of them might have $2 in it. Another one would have $20 in it. So, <laughs> so at the end of the day, oh. yeah, so at the end of it, all of my friends would so, pick out something from the, you know, they get the chance to pick an envelope. And then they, oh, okay. they were, I, was again, say, I don't know. Monitoring that, it? I don't know if that's like, because like, that's actually something that we did almost every year. Uh, for Lunar New Year's was the money. We do thing. that for decorations. We See, do. Uh, we I don't end know up if it's like a Viet thing. I don't know if it's just our family thing. I just remember that we have a money tree. And that's that's what we did when we got older. Of course, when we were younger uh, and we would receive the red envelopes from everybody. But then as we got older and when we didn't go to, we didn't travel to California very often then, um, that's when we would just use the money tree. And then for yeah, I guess for kicks and giggles, we would just <laughs> we would just pick off the envelopes, and that was our envelope that we oh would receive gosh. that year. Yeah, I and, know. and it's like a gamble because you don't know which what? one it is, you don't know what you're gonna get. So again, I don't think this is an official tradition. If anybody wants to copy it, yeah, I can no, tell you how to no. do it. I tell you that this is not any. Major that tradition. was this is just our household no. tradition <laughs> yeah that was no, household yeah, thing. it's not it's not like an official um thing but yeah yeah that's, yeah, that's no. all i have when it comes to lunar new year's because it fell around the time of my birthday and this is also around the time when my dad tends to take a trip back to vietnam so every year he goes back to visit family to take care of them make sure that they're okay and stuff which never okay not never made sense to me his family in some in some people's term would say that they basically abandoned him uh so for him to always go back to like make sure they're okay i think it makes him like the bigger person and uh very you know and he's very kind-hearted that way too so so, say again is he the only son or yes that's also i think okay but he doesn't have but his um his mom never married, though. That's the other thing. So he's coming gotcha. back to the village and everything. But he always goes back and, you know, visits them. And usually during New Year's, and I think the reason why he does that is because there's more, you know, there, I guess there's a bigger significance or emphasis um, about family time during Lunar New Year that we don't <laughs> really celebrate here. So, like, he'll go over and make sure um, to check on them and to spend time with them. Uh, during that time all i'm saying is that it was just a missed opportunity i think it'd be really really cool if we could have just got out of school for two weeks and just gone to Vietnam <laughs> to do it because then you know because everything but unfortunately one it's so expensive to fly back to asia during winter it, new it's... year's because it's just like any other holiday it's just pricey yeah. over there one and then two you know just yeah the expense for that because it, you know we're a four uh, a family of four so thinking of how to cover all that for a bigger trip like that so 
But yeah. Yeah. But that's pretty much my Lunar New Year that I can recall. The money tree, uh, just going out to the different uh, supermarkets. So before we used to have to drive like 45 minutes to get to like a church or uh, a market that that celebrates Lunar New Year. So, but now, you know, now, well, back when we were living in Texas, now we had what, um, H Mart that was nearby and, uh, Branch 99. Mm-hmm. So there, so in that area, I think that they, they do some celebrations and some It's just not to the, oh, oh yeah, it's not, God. it's never, it's never it going to be the match same. Up. It does, it's never going to be the same because it's in Texas. It's never going to be, I mean, it's going to be worse out here. I'm in Florida now. So I don't, I don't even know where, uh, any of it would celebrate. I mean, I guess technically closer into Orlando, but then I we'd have to go all the way to Orlando just to go and experience it. But yeah, I think it's just one of those. It's kind of a little bit pocketed here in the states, which I hope later down the road that they'll start recognizing it as a bigger thing. However, in my opinion, we should just celebrate all holidays. That way, we don't even have to worry about going to school or doing things. We can just have something <laughs> around. But <laughs> I digress. Uh, but yeah, I I would say that Lunar New Year I think is so such an important part. But I think for me specifically, I would have to do a lot more in dive research or go and experience it more to really say so. Because growing up, it was definitely just spending time with the family and eating eating out and going to these uh, events and watching the the lion dance and all that stuff. And that was. We pretty much got the surface level of it and then the red envelopes and then that was pretty much it for us. I think it's because I grew up so hyped about Chinese New Year because it's like it wasn't, of course, for kids nowadays, it's like, oh, because of all the home bowels. But honestly, it's because I'm close to my family and just it's so much fun when everyone gathers and everyone just catches up. But of course, you can't escape from. So when are you getting married? Where's your boyfriend? But... You can never escape from those, but at the same time, it's just like, it's family time. It's, it's amazing. And I wish that more people got to, of course, like in China, they celebrate it differently, probably bigger than what New York has. But I'm just grateful that I was raised with such a big and loving family that we're close to each other where we can just have everyone under the same roof and not have any problems. All right, folks. That is a wrap for us today on our episodes about Lunar New Year. I hope everybody has a great New Year. Enjoy, celebrate, but be safe out there. So tune in next time when we talk about what Asian are you. So give us a follow on our Instagram at Aya Podcast. Thank y'all for listening. See y'all next time.